Welcome to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Each week on this program, Jeff and his guests share their expertise, personal anecdotes, and the latest industry news to keep you in the loop. Now to provide you with insight and help you navigate the consistently changing world of real estate lending, here is your host for The Mortgage Voice, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning into the show. Each and every week, we come to you via many, many different ways that you can see, hear the show, whether it's on our radio stations, our radio affiliates. There's five of them in three different states, and they're all the way from Albuquerque, New Mexico, all the way up to uh, Central California in Lake Tahoe. We're in Southern California. A couple of great stations, as well as Las Vegas, Nevada. You can hear us and see us. As I said, go to YouTube, Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice. You can see me there, along with hundreds of other shows. Uh, We've got a couple of game show uh, pilots that we're going to start broadcasting from YouTube as well as how-to videos, a whole bunch of stuff. So go there, sign up, click on you like it, and uh, get others to do it as well. It brings the message to more and more people. And because of the volatility both in the mortgage market and in the world, hey, frankly, it is insane out there in terms of what's going on economically caused by uh, what's going on over in the war in Europe. So, I'm Jeff Barton. Again, this is the Mortgage Voice, and thanks very much for tuning into the show. All right, there's a couple, three, five headings and things. Uh, I was off last week. Actually, I did some volunteer work at a hospital all week, and I kept getting calls from people going, what are you doing? Why are you in the hospital? I said, I'm not in the hospital. I'm working in the hospital. So, anyway, that was fun. It was enjoyable. Good people. You know what? The people that save your life make zero money. I I talked to some of these people over there, and we were talking about inflation and how it affects wages and how it affects your ability to go out and buy a a home, uh, affecting your ability to be able to pay for a mortgage on a monthly basis. And these people, I mean, I talked to, there's a couple of senior people over there, 25, 30 years uh, doing... um, blood draws at uh, the county hospital up in Ventura, California. Great people, but making no money. And I'm one of them, renter, another one owns a home, but, you know, has a dual income to be able to afford that. Years and years ago, obviously not even that long ago, 10, 15 years ago, you could afford a house in a lot of California, but not anymore. And uh, one of the things that I saw, and I want to get to that right away, is just about how many, oh, 481 cities in the U.S. now have medium home value over $1 million. Think about that for a second, a million bucks. But if inflation keeps up the way it is, hey, everybody's going to afford a million dollars because everything's going to cost more, and and that seems to not abate. Uh, We had great job numbers uh, last week coming out of the uh, federal jobs report, I guess there's 680, let me get the correct number, 678,000 new jobs created in the month of February, which is kind of unbelievable since February is a short month, a couple of holidays in there too, so that is it, that really incredible. It shows the strength and the power of the U.S. economy and what's happening to both jobs as well as income, uh, unfortunately being eaten up by inflation, which was, again, caused by COVID and all the surplus money that was dumped into the system. Not just here, it was around the world. Okay, the elephant in the room, the war, what is happening there and how does it affect you? I know this sounds selfish, but it does affect you financially and it affects you financially and the amount of money that you can spend because of the amount of money that you have to spend, especially if you commute to work. I filled my tank the other day. I have a little, what do I have? I have an Audi, right up, 2013 Audi. It's a um, A6 or an A4, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't eat much gas, doesn't carry much gas, 100 bucks. Fill the thing up. I was like, wow, 
hundred dollars. That's amazing. So if you've got, you know, a couple, three kids and you got to ferry them back and forth to school, you're probably spending hundred bucks a week on gas. That's $400. Whereas a year, year and a half ago, you were spending half that amount. Now, every hundred dollars that you spend on gas means that it's less. Here's how it works in the mortgage, in the mortgage industry. If you have a 1% rate and you want to borrow a hundred thousand dollars, it's going to cost you $1,000. That's how it works. So every point costs you another $1,000. So if you're for four percentage points, it's $4,000, right? If you're going to borrow 400 grand, that's just the way it is. Okay, so if your purchasing power, i.e. the money you have to spend on these mortgages, gets cut in half because you just got to spend another 50 bucks uh, every time you fill up the gas tank, another $200 Every month, well, that cuts your purchasing power by, huh, you figured out, a couple hundred grand. So, yes, it's a big deal, and yes, it hurts. And everything about not only the tragedy of these poor people getting, you know, in the middle of something that they don't want anything a part of, the attack, whatever it is politically, and this isn't a political show or to talk about that, but the realities of it is, it is affecting the worldwide economy, what's happening with your dollars and their ability to be able to go out there and buy a home. Now, conversely... And you would think that because the uh, it is the way it is in terms of both the war and the money and inflation, that house prices would go down. Huh? Not, not so at all. House prices are going up. House prices went up in February, year over year, 19%. <laughs> Come on. This is unbelievable. That would mean that three years in a row in a lot of parts of this country, it has gone up 15 to 20% every year so you're figuring okay i have a two hundred thousand dollar house if it has gone up 60 percent in two years now your house is worth what two hundred thousand now it's worth about a hundred three hundred forty thousand dollars that's pretty amazing so that mortgage rates have gone up and they've gone up a little bit let's just review it a little bit 30-year fixed rate loan is about 4.09 percent 15 year is at 3.40, the FHA is at 3.55, Jumbo is at 3.55, and the 5-1 arm is at 3.68%. Uh, the 10-year yield is at 1.863. Now, that 10-year, now we all know that since the, the Fed is about ready to uh, start hiking interest rates, everybody knows that. It's been broadcast, but we'll see what happens. I mean, it's really, I tried to search and search for the last hmm, four or five days as to things about what's happening in the, uh, the Fed. Uh, and this huge interest rate hike that's going to happen, probably 25 basis points, and they're probably going to do it six to nine times this year to raise the basis from about zero all the way up to two, two and a half percent. But you can't find an article. You you cannot find it. The war has pushed everything off the 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 view. Whatever whatever you're getting, whether it's Reddit or whether it's MSN or whether it's you know my old standby Yahoo or any number of feeds that you can get out there, whether it's specific Fox or specific CBS or specific CNN, all of the news about the Fed rate hike has been pushed. So you can't find it. But it's happening and it's going to affect the rate that you pay not only for your mortgages, but it's your credit cards, it's your car loan, it's your um your payday loan, all of these things that you need to know what you're paying are really wiped off the news feed. So you got to go search for them. Um, so, i.e., the 10-year, 1.863, was above 2%. 
Now, what we've seen because, and we how many times do we talk about this? The flight to safety. That's what happens. The U.S. Treasuries are the safest economic, uh, I guess, place to go when there's something going on. If there's a weather event, if there's a hurricane, a, a massive earthquake, if there's a war, if there's you know anything that is nerve-wracking to both the stock market and markets around the world, not to mention people who have money in their bank accounts that want to move it to someplace safe, they buy U.S. Treasuries. And that's what's happened. We were about 2, I don't know, over 2% in terms of the yield of the 10-year. And because of the war and the flight to safety, yes, the 10-year dropped. Now, does it drop correspondingly to the amount of money that is Put into the Fed, they don't. They don't really show you that much. They don't show you exactly what the corresponding ratio is between money in and rate drop. They, I mean, uh, or the ten-year drop, which in fact is the rate drop. I mean, if the ten-year goes down, your mortgage rate goes down. The cost of the bond goes up, and those are inverse relations uh, that we talked about all the time on the show because you know we need some indicator as to what the rates are going to do and where they're going to go. So. Good question, Jeff. Where where are the rates going to go? Well, if we see the rate hike, which we will see probably on the 15th or the 16th, we still have a war-type mentality where most of the news outlets and most of the country's attention, not only here but around the world, it's not just here, uh, is focused on what's happening on a day-to-day basis uh, because it's, it's kind of the weirdest thing I've ever seen in terms of war. Now, I, I lived through Vietnam, and we had that on the news every night, and it was a slow, grinding, awful, horrible thing like this is. So I'm not quite sure what the world sentiment is, but it is hiding and obscuring the fact that, yes, we're going to see the rate hike from the Fed, and yes, the 10-year has dropped. So those two things should equal what? Lower or higher rates? I don't know. We'll talk about it in the next section. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. Welcome to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Each week on this program, Jeff and his guests share their expertise, personal anecdotes, and the latest industry news to keep you in the loop. Now to provide you with insight and help you navigate the consistently changing world of real estate lending, here is your host for The Mortgage Voice, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning into the show. If you want to hear this show on a daily basis, you can go to YouTube. YouTube rebroadcasts this particular radio show as well as a number of LinkedIn and Facebook shows that we do on a daily called The Mortgage Minute. Uh, YouTube, Jeff Barton, The Mortgage Voice is the best place that you can get both news about your mortgages, news about real estate, and obviously great people to talk about products in the mortgage business. Uh, One of these guys is joining us now is Noah Shuffman from Caliber Wholesale, and I appreciate him coming on. Noah, how are you? I'm doing great, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much for coming on. Okay, it's a a very volatile world out there, and we're we're looking to... um, I guess, lenders like Caliber to give us some stability in both product and pricing. How are you guys doing? And um, give us an example of what's happening over there. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's uncertain times right now for sure. You've got a lot of volatility in the market up and down. Right. Uh, And it makes it uh, very difficult uh, for capital markets to kind of uh, right size and price correctly and all of those good things. So, It is a challenging time, I think, not necessarily because of increasing rates, but because of the volatility of the rates going back and forth. Right. No, I think... So, you know... Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. 
I was just going to ask yep. you, because of, because of the fact that there's so much volatility, how does someone, you know, obviously Caliber is a pretty big company. Do they have uh, sources to be able to maintain pricing at its current stage, or do they, do they go through the machinations of the up-and-down market like everybody else? Well, fortunately for us, you know, we're, we're back. We're a public company, and our, our company, New Residential, that owns us is a public company. And so they're essentially a REIT. Uh, which is great because we maintain and retain almost all of our servicing rights. Okay. So uh, that gives us stability in the long run and helps us to uh, keep our pricing right sized. And, you know, you see the power from uh, from a REIT and the power from servicing becomes more apparent when rates go up, right? Right. Um, Because you'll see the stability from that company. So the good news is while we can't control increasing rates and what the market is doing, um, we can continue to, we can be, um, we can be steady and we can be uh, a lender that's not going to necessarily pull the rug out from under you, that sort of thing, which is nice. So we can, we could stay uh, strong and be in the marketplace for a long time, which is uh, key. Unfortunately, I think we're going to see a lot of attrition and a lot of moving parts over the next 12 to 24 months. Yeah, you you know we you've been through this before, and it happens every time rates go up. But certainly in a market like this, where there's you know there's really uncertainty, we're going to see a lot of attrition. Back to implodometer again. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's kind of uh, a part of the cycle in our industry, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um, products. T- tell us about some of the products that you're offering, and uh, if in fact it, the uh, the guidelines are easier or harder. Um, I, I hear mixed from different people. Yeah, so I think what you're seeing right now, um, granted, it's a, it's a totally different time than 2006, 2007, of course. Right. There's a lot more uh, guidelines, regulations, etc. out there than there were back then. It was kind of the Wild West. Uh, <laughs> so there is, there's a lot of great programs out there, and we do have uh, non-QM, you know, our non-QM portfolio that we're really... Uh, we're really backing and we're really pushing moving forward. We see this as uh, as kind of the future of the market over the next couple of years. Um, and so you see a lot of players jumping into this. And where Caliber kind of differentiates itself is, again, it's a true portfolio product. So it's our product. We're the investor. We're the ones putting the money behind it. And that's key. Right. When you go I agree. When you're stopping for these loans for your borrowers, because we make all the decisions in-house. Uh, exceptions are done in-house, all of underwrites are done in-house, collateral is reviewed in-house, um, and that it can't be understated enough, right, or overstated, I should say. Right, right. I uh, agree. You have a lot of lenders jumping in that are selling to investors and underwriting to their guides and require second signatures, etc. That's not what we're dealing with. True portfolio product. And what we offer right now, and we have several more um, products coming to market, which is super exciting. They're not rolled out yet, so I can't exactly say what they are. But we currently have a near-miss agency in Jumbo. So it's there as like a catch-all for your loans that don't quite fit into your A-paper Jumbo or your your standard agency loans. Offers interest only. It offers non-warnable condos, uh, arms, etc. We have a bank statement program, which also offers all of those items. Uh, Aggressively priced, aggressive LTVs, etc., and then we have the Investor DSCR program. 
which is your cash flow program for real estate investors. And that you're qualifying off of the rent of the property and not the borrower's income. When somebody looks at that DSCR, and I love that program, by the way, um, uh, a lot of times the estimation of rent, which is key to obviously getting the mortgage itself, is 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 left obviously in the in the hands of the appraiser. Uh, have you found any difficulty getting appraisals that would appraise to 100% of what you need for the mortgage, or is that an issue at all here or around the country? Well, it's definitely going to be different in different pockets of the country, right? Right, the, absolutely. The interesting part is appraisers are working with historical data, and as uh, lenders, we're working, or when you're buying a property, you're right. working with current data, correct? Right. So it doesn't matter what you're, when you're buying a house, your agent, your listing agent is listing the house based on what they think the current value is. Or when an appraisal go, appraiser goes in and looks at a property, they're looking at historical data as a snap, you know, as, as from that point prior, not what's happening in future because you can't get future value. So it's very similar with rent. So oftentimes, in order to be a, um, in in order to be able to appropriately use the program and and be accurate, right. you're going to want to make sure that you're looking at market rents, uh, basically on the MLS or or wherever you can find them, and make sure that you have a good idea of what the property rent will be, because you don't want to come in being aggressive with your rent numbers and then not and then not debt service on the property, because you do have to go off of a rental survey. Right. Or a current lease, whichever is less, generally. I see. And, and the, um, the amount of money that these rents are getting and w- whatever method you use, uh, if, it's, if it doesn't match what the mortgage needs, the, the uh, borrower has to come in with more money? Is that how it works? Well, generally, because that's how we're, that's how we're you know, qualifying the property. You've got to have a certain ratio, meaning that you're... Um, Meaning that your rents cover a certain amount of your uh, uh, of your PITI or your total payment on the property. Right. So it's different for different programs, whether you're pulling cash out or purchase. But generally speaking, your rents need to be at least a dollar more than your principal interest taxes and insurance and HOA dues on the property. And and these uh, the interest rates on these kind of properties, as well as the down payment. What are they in general? I know it changes and is different in. in uh, mm-hmm for each borrower, but give us a kind of a general rundown of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's there's so many factors that go into sure that. I mean, with these loans, because they're non-Q, true non-QM loans, they're non-trade loans, uh, they have prepayment penalties that are offered on them as well. So you offer zero, one, two, or three-year prepays, the higher the prepayment penalty, the better the rate is going to be. Okay. Um, Makes sense. Of course, depending on your FICO score, depending on your loan-to-value, I mean, you can see rates down still in the mid-fours and upward up and to the upper fives and et cetera, depending on how much you're trying to lend, how low your FICO is, et cetera. That's still pretty awesome rate. I mean, come on. It is. I mean, think about that. If you're, you know, it's not marginal, but if you just don't fit into the, the premium borrower category, you're still getting rates in the fives. That's that's still pretty good. <laughs> and I think... And it's a pretty easy loan to do. I'd say it's one of the easiest loans out there to do as long as your property, you know, debt services. 
because think about it, we're not doing any employment verification, we're not right. doing any income verification. That's right. So it's, it's a pretty easy loan. Hey, Noah, we're up against it. You want to shout out a way by which people can get in touch with you, especially about this DSCR loan? Uh, yeah, you can actually always reach out to me, noah.shuffman, that's S-C-H-U-F-F-M-A-N, at caliberhomeloans.com, or you can visit our website, caliberwholesale.com. Noah, thank you very much. Again, great education, and uh, appreciate you um, you know, walking us through a couple of these scenarios. Appreciate it. Uh, it's always good to talk with you, Jeff, and I appreciate you having me on again. Great. Excellent. Noah Shuffman from Caliber Wholesale, and I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. To the Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to the Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning in, tuning in each and every week. What we try to do, sometimes we accomplish it, is bring information to you so you can make better decisions. And in order to make better decisions, you have to be informed. Now, I know a lot of things in the mortgage and real estate business, but the people I bring on the show know way more. They work for great companies, great people, uh, whether it's a uh, mortgage lender, whether it's uh, an investor, whether it's somebody who are in the trades talking to you about renovation, or somebody who's talking to you about what are the latest trends in both fashion for your house, uh, furniture design, paint color for your house, all kinds of things, home inspections. Anyway, one of these guys bringing to the show, he hasn't been on in a while, Anthony Oliva from uh, Paramount Residential Mortgage Group, PRMG. Anthony, how are you? I'm doing good, Jeff. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. And you know, with long time coming, uh, coming back to PRMG for Malibu Funding. Malibu Funding, of course, is the sponsor for the show, and I appreciate them coming on, helping me do this. But uh, tell us a little about uh, what's going on at PRMG now, uh, several years later. Uh, are you guys concentrating a lot on uh, correspondent, or are you doing a lot of wholesale? What's going on over there? Yeah, actually, no, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good mix. Uh, there's, been a, there's been a little bit of shift with growing the correspondent uh, non-delegated, as well as the fully delegated channel. So that's been good. Okay. Uh, but wholesale has actually been growing uh, very well at the same time. So it's kind of a mixed growth opportunity there. Okay. Uh, products for the wholesale side. What are you guys uh, thinking is popular or, or what is actually you know going on there in terms of that? Are you doing non-QM? Are you guys you know more Fannie Freddie? What are you doing? Yeah, well, the good thing about PRMG is that they have a really wide array of loan programs. They offer, uh, you know, FHA, VA, USDA, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, a couple different jumbo products, uh, non-QM products, and a uh, piggy HELOC program. Oh. Uh, obviously, non-QM has been really growing strong right. in the last few months. Um which I which I like because I like non-QM loans, and I think they're I think that's kind of where the future is going to be going here now that we're in a rising rate environment once again. Too. Right, right, and has that um, a, a rising rate? I mean, I think the thirty-year fix is up on over four and has stayed there for a couple of weeks now. Is it really affecting business? I know that refis are down nationally, but rates did come down. So where is it over at PRMG? You know, we've actually seen a bit of an increase in <laughs> luck. Uh, okay. And lock activity. Um, PMG is more of a purchase-focused company, and they always have been. Right. Obviously, 
they took the you know the cream of the crop when we all had those low rates and they did a, a, a ton of refis, but they've always been focused on purchase activity. Um, so I think the shift of what we're in, we're going to see either a steady increase throughout this year, even with the rising rates, I still think we're going to see um, more purchase activity. So that's what I'm seeing now, and that's what I foresee as well. Are you are you at PRMG writing TBDs uh, on your pre-approval letters? Yes, we do full TBD underwrite. Okay, and for those of you out there, that's to be determined, meaning that hey, you can qualify the borrower, and as soon as they find a house, boom, they just give them that letter, and they're already. Quali- uh, pre-approved because as houses come on the market you know this anthony as well as i do they're scooped up really quickly and usually over asking yeah that's right and they're still and they're still that way they're still so as long as that continues to, to be that situation we're going to see more homes um being priced higher and multiple offers and offers over asking price which kind of Leads me into one little thing I forgot to mention to you that uh, PRMG really helps homebuyers with their down payment assistance program options. You know, um, they have Chinoa. There's there's three different Chinoa programs which are available nationwide, and you know we're a nationwide lender. No, I didn't so know that. I didn't. Know. Good. I'm glad you yeah, told me that. I was going to ask Chinoa. you that. Yeah. And we also offer, obviously, in California, we do Calhafa. Um, Colorado, we do Colorado, Cal, uh, Colorado Hafa, um, and then Chinoa for everybody else. So, which is going to be a very important product as the home prices continue to rise and buyers need down payment assistance. Um, and I've seen a huge growth uh, over just the last six months with down payment assistance. So, it's a great product. Not a lot of wholesale lenders offer down payment assistance. I agree. So this can kind of help help uh, loan officers, kind of help their realtors expand their uh, lending capabilities by offering this product too. Now the um, uh, the loans that you're doing for down payment assistance, uh, explain uh, how one of those Chinoa prog- programs work because I know our audience reaches a lot of different areas, and as you said. Um, some people need assistance, especially with gas prices going up as fast as they have. Their borrowing power just isn't as great as it used to be even two, three weeks ago. So explain one of those programs for us. Well, Chinoa has three. FHA, Rate Advantage Chinoa. Then there's the FHA Edge. And on the Edge, there's two different um, available products. Both of the Edge products for Chinoa FHA require a 600 minimum FICO. But they offer either 3.5% down payment assistance or 5% down payment assistance. Wow, that's nice. um, And then the rate advantage requires a little bit higher of a FICO, a 640 FICO. And um, there is an income requirement. Um, I think it's 135% of the area median income they have to qualify with. Okay. And then on the uh, FHA edge... They have one that is no income limitation, and then they have one that has 115% of the area median income. So for what that means is if a county has their uh, income area income set at, say, 60000 you would take 60000 times 115%, and your borrowers could make up to that a much 
and still qualify. If they make more than that, you would just put them on the no income limitation product. So there's a there's a down payment assistance for everybody, basically. So in, a, in FHA, where it's three and a half percent down, if you're getting anywhere from three to five percent, it could be a hundred percent deal. Is that what you're saying? That it's considered a hundred percent, yes. And if you do the five percent, obviously that's over a hundred percent. Right, well, that would cover your closing costs and some of the other things in the loan. That's that, that's pretty smoking deal, and the rates are still FHA rates, right? Pretty good. Well, they're, they are higher than your okay. average FHA. I would say you would expect to pay a half a point to okay. even up to a point higher on the mortgage uh, rate for the first, just depending on the FICO score and the product that you go on. But they are definitely higher than regular FHA rates because they're getting – you know, yeah. down payment. No, absolutely. But there's there's also the um, the uh, the FHA premium up front, too, plus the monthly. Is that still, what is that, uh, a point and a quarter? How much is that? Uh, yes, I believe that's correct. Okay, yes. right. But as I said, for people who are struggling with down payment uh, because of, you know, rising prices in many, many things, especially, uh, you know, who knows where it's going to go, uh, with the war and with inflation the way it is, uh, this is a pretty good deal. And I can see that uh, this is a really good growth potential for what you're doing at PRMG. Absolutely, yes. So, uh, okay, so put on your prognostication hat. Tell us, uh, rates, where are they heading, do you think? Uh, do you think this is pretty much it for the year, 4%? Are we going to go higher? Uh, I know the Fed is going to raise the uh, interest rates to member banks, but uh, the mortgage interest rate, I mean, I'm looking at the 10-year. The 10-year actually went back down the last week, 10 days. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, it's kind of a crystal ball mentality right now. Nobody really knows. Nobody. With all, this, right. with all the war going on, yep. everyone is making adjustments every day. We see the market go up. We see the market go down. So I would say until this thing gets settled out, we're going to be in a up-down environment. Where it lands, I honestly believe it's going to go up. Right. Um, and I think we will go up a few more times this year. Um, that's what I foresee. I've been doing this for 30 years. I've, I've seen this coaster once before, if not 10 times before. I, I'm sorry you've been doing it for so long. Uh, that's just a rough way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Anthony... We're up against it right now. If you could uh, tell people how they can get in touch with you to ask you questions about some of the loans you're talking about, that'd be awesome. Well, my uh, cell phone number is uh, the best way to get a hold of me. You can text me or call me. Uh, my number is area code 951-210-9630. Excellent. And I also have an email address, which is just my first initial A, and then my full last name, Aleva, which is... A-L-L, E like Echo, V like Victor, A, at PRMG.net. So it's A-A-L-L-E-V-A at PRMG.net. Excellent. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for the information coming on the show as well. I'd really appreciate it. Anytime, Jeff. Thank you. That's Anthony Aleva from PRMG, Paramount Residential Mortgage Group. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, 
email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning in to the show. Each and every week, we bring to you guests that help both decide and help you decide what you're going to do about getting a mortgage, about getting some real estate, maybe waiting, maybe not waiting, maybe pulling the trigger. Um, ah, if you want to see and hear this show, uh, you can go to any number of sources that we have. We have a, a show that is on the radio Twice weekly in five different markets, whether it's Albuquerque all the way up to Las Vegas, into Lake Tahoe, and certainly in Southern California, or you can listen to our podcasts, and they are... <laughs> Man, wait for the crescendo, the big Q. Where, where's the drum roll, please? We've got the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Radio.com, YouTube, and Podclips.io. Okay, excellent. Also on KCAA, that's a, have you seen what uh, Fred had sent out? We're on a couple of extra podcasts as well. I guess yeah, he does list. a nice job of, A, he archives the show so he can go on there anytime and, and listen. And then he's putting some cool places. It's excellent. Also, YouTube, we shoot this show for YouTube, and there are hundreds of shows on there, as well as uh, very soon we'll have our mortgage game show, as well as uh, a number of how-to videos and our weekly minute mortgage minute shows that we do on LinkedIn, Facebook, and a number of other social medias. Okay, enough about me. Let's bring on our guest, Luana Bradford. She's been on the show several times down in Atlanta, Georgia. Love having her on because not only is she uh, in, informative and all obviously insightful as to what's going on in Atlanta, but it's uh, a real pleasure uh, to always have her on. And she has a, a new pod. Is it podcast or is it uh, on one of the social medias? Um, it's, it's a podcast. We're actually on E360 TV. Okay, excellent. Okay, Lawana Bradford uh, is joining us now. Lawana, how are you? I'm doing well, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, excellent. Okay, well, we got to spread that brand around. People really have to know what you're doing. I know design-wise, and um, when we talked, oh, I don't know, when we first met many years ago, it seems now, um, that was a, a, a part of your business that you were, uh, you know, not flipping per se, but fixing houses, making them uh, uh, much better to live in, and then being able to sell them. Are you still in that side of the business as well? Uh, yes, we are. Um, primarily the working with investors and providing them with finances. Okay, excellent. All right. Tell us a little bit about what's happening in Atlanta. I know the last time we talked, we talked about some of the hot neighborhoods. Is it still as a brisk uh, real estate business down there and prices going up like it is in most metropolitan areas? Oh, my goodness. Prices are astronomical. It's really pricing out that first-time home buyer. Right, right. Which is unfortunate. Um, I think prices have increased 22% from last year. Wow. We're still on the rise. So it's definitely a buyer... <clears throat> Um, seller's market, rather, because uh, the inventory is so short. We have less than a month of inventory in the Atlanta metro area. That's unbelievable, and I know, I mean, a couple of weeks on the show, we were reading a list of different um, cities and the exact number of properties available, and some cities were like 900 properties, 1,000 properties, I mean... It's really, I've not seen it like this, even back in the in the day in 04, 5, and 06, it wasn't like this bad. Yeah, it's Pretty sad. How how are you giving uh, the clients the ability to get into these properties? Is it just uh, being ready with the financing when they find a home? 
Yes, and we're working primarily with investors and okay. those that are purchasing or refinancing their commercial properties. Oh, okay. So uh, you you are into the commercial. Is that the downtown space or all over? All over. Give us an idea of what some of the commercial uh, financing is like down there and, and what are some of the complications in trying to deliver for your client? Um, probably the biggest complication is finding pumps, right? Because of, given everything that's going on with the market, we know how hard the commercial side was hit. Yep. So yep. finding those reliable pumps. And we're excited because now we're able to offer those small small cap loans, like for daycare centers, uh, church loans are coming back. So some of those industries that were hardest hit from the pandemic, we now find lenders are developing programs for them. Are, are you still wearing masks down there? What is it like in Georgia? I'm, I'm a little confused because it's hard to keep up with what I'm doing right here in my own town, let alone yours. What's going on in that way? Yes. People are wearing masks. Uh-huh. Um, the mask mandates are being lifted. Um, and, like, if you're going to major events, they're still requiring you to show your vaccine. Oh, I um, see. Confirmation as well as wearing masks. And, and is, has it put a damper? I mean, are, we find, are you finding in Atlanta uh, the commercial, I guess, uh, uh, office buildings and such, having people come back to work? Or are they still working remotely mostly? Yeah, mostly are um, working remote, and when you think about the, the businesses, how much money they're saving right. um, by not having people in, especially if it's lease space, right, so they can release the lease space. But those that own those commercial buildings, um, you're actually losing a lot of money because you're still needing to heat and cool these buildings, even if it's a few people in them. Oh, that's interesting, right? I mean, I hadn't even thought of that. Of course, some of the high-rises are always either air-conditioned or heated, whether there's a person there or not. They don't shut it off at night because it'd be impossible to try to cool the building the next day. Exactly. Okay, growth in your area, in your business, where do you see it? Growth as far as within the specifical area? Yeah, within, no, in your particular business and what you're doing at the Bradford Group. Um, Growth growth for us is really looking at that one to four unit. Okay. It, it is our sweet spot, and um, we're finding that it's really those individuals that are looking to buy and hold rather than fix and flip. Oh, that, I love, I've always loved that strategy anyway. Do you find that there's multiple buyers wanting to buy multiple properties, or is it just one-off, whereas you get a couple or a person that wants to buy one building, and then you find another buyer to buy another building? How, how does it work? And oh. No, many are looking to, to buy multiple multiple properties. I see. In fact, I had one deal last week. The individual wanted to buy 10 homes being sold by a single borrower. Wow. That's h- how many units? 10. 10 buildings of four units are like that? That's good. Yeah. What are, what are some of the... Co- the, cha- the challenge, though, is some 50% of the buyers are coming in with cash. Oh, yeah, that's a challenge. So I think that for us as a service provider, that's our biggest competition is to be able to provide financing fast enough (laughs) to to help that client outbid that cash buyer. So you almost have to come in pre-approved, to-be-determined kind of uh, pre-approvals. Yes, Yes, exactly. So you're walking. Right, exactly. Okay, uh, prices. What are some of the prices for these four units? 
I see. So you that you can and and in some of the desirable neighborhoods, I bet that's double that. Oh yeah, easily. When you're looking at Gwinnett, Marietta, right? Probably starting in the mid five. Now, uh, uh, obviously, there's a lot of attention all the time in Atlanta. Atlanta is one of those kind of kind of cities that not only makes it happen, but seems to have things happen all the time in and around it. Has the um, uh, the excitement uh, based on, uh, I guess. The last go around uh, for the elections worn off, and are we, uh, you know, uh, gearing up for another run, or is it just always run hot down there in terms of both politics as well as um, housing? It's always run hot. The interesting thing is, is right now I'm hearing among my counterparts the conversation about what is the war in Ukraine going to do to the economy here, and yep. how is it going to impact housing prices? Especially new construction, right? With the with the uh, oil sanctions. Yep. So that's really where I hear a lot of, a lot of the buzz in the last you know ten days. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think uh, a part of that is. If you're doubling the amount of money you got to spend on gas each and every week driving back and forth to work, that cuts out any ability for you to put that money towards a mortgage. Now, a couple hundred dollars, as you well know, can mean the difference between, you know, affording a property and not affording a property for some borrowers. Exactly. Right. Hey, listen, Luana, we are up against it. I want you to let people know how they can get in touch with a terrific um, a person down in the Atlanta metro area to be able to help them if they want to move down to Georgia. I have family down there, love the state. Let them know how they can get in touch with you, if you would. Yes, you can reach us at our website, which is Bradford Group MTG. That's Bradford Group MTG, like mortgage.com, or call us at 404 618 That's 404-618-2824. Luana, thank you very much. Once again, we seem to catch up, you know, on air. That's that's awesome. I appreciate <laughs> you doing it. Thank you so much, Jeff. I oh, appreciate you. You didn't tell people how to watch your podcast. Oh, you can watch me on e360tv.com on the First Star channel, and it's called Business and Financial Law Talk. Excellent. Thank you, Brittle Luana, and good luck with the show. Uh, I appreciate seeing it myself. Thank you so much, Jeff. Of course. That's Luana Bradford from the Bradford Group down in Atlanta. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. For more information on today's topic, email Jeff Barton at info at malibufunding.net. Now, back to The Mortgage Voice with your host, Jeff Barton. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry. Thanks very much for tuning into the show. Hey, if you want to see and hear what we're doing, we've got a bunch of podcasts for you. Daryl, you got a list of those podcasts for me? I sure do, Jeff. We've got the Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Radio.com, YouTube, and of course, Podclips.io. Podclips.io. You want to go there if you're looking for a central place to find all your podcast needs and wants. They have a tremendous amount of experts there is that is that english tremendous amount i don't even think it is english i think the point is gotten across <laughs> yes okay very good so go there uh there's a finance section there's a lifestyle there's sports there's you know just psychological there's all kinds of things go to podclips.io and you can see me there i'm in the financial section thank you very much for listening to the show i'm jeff barton okay so we've been talking earlier in the show about what's going on in the world and how it affects you 
if you want to buy a house. Obviously, if you're one of these people that owns a house, and um, there's 63% of the people in the U.S. own homes, something like that, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, the house, house values have been going up quite a bit in the last couple of years, and so you've got, you're sitting on a bunch of equity. The question is, how do you tap into that equity if, in fact, you need money? Yeah, medical, I mean, I'm of the age where medical's a big deal, but if you have younger children or grandchildren that want to go to college or school, you probably need money for them. If you want to travel, although right now traveling is probably not a good idea, unless you do it U.S., you're probably going to need a very large bank account to drive across the U.S. because gasoline prices have really skyrocketed, as everybody, everybody knows. I mean, if I turn on the TV one more time and see another horror story about somebody who has to choose between eating and driving to go to work. It's just awful. Anyway, so all of these things combined are, are leading us to um, what we have today, which is, you know, there's four things on, on really the front burner in most people's minds. The war, obviously, inflation, oil, and commodities that they have to buy every day. We talk commodities, but what is it really? It's eggs, it's butter, it's milk. It's things that you need and use, rice and, you know, meat and all these things that you do and you need. Uh, on our show, we kind of talk about how that affects your ability to spend money on your mortgage, what you're going to be able to pay for your mortgage, and how your shrinking, um, I guess, shrinking dollar, the amount that you can spend each and every week, each and every month on the mortgage, uh, shrinks. Um, luckily, uh, we've had the mortgage rates drop, and they drop. We talked about that earlier in a, in a section of the show. Uh, they have dropped from, I think, the 30-year was at a high of 4.25 about three or four weeks ago. But since the war and a couple of other things that are trying to tamp down uh, the um, mortgage interest rates, since all that's happened, we've seen a retrenchment. And so, actually, a couple of these rates are pretty good. I, I like the 15. I've always liked the 15. If you can afford a little bit higher payment, the 15-year mortgage, hey, you're out of it in 15. I did it, and as, a, as I said on this show several times, when we chose to do that, the mortgage interest rate was 5.125%. This had to be 15 years ago. I don't know, one of the dips in the economy. You know, every time there is a, a recession or some recessionary cycle going on, uh, the Fed lowers interest rates in order to spur economic activity. Well, that, again, happened when I did my particular refi at the 15-year. But this 15-year is at 3.4%, which is a smoking rate. I mean, no, it's not 2.875, not 2.75, but... You know, in the reality of, of what mortgage interest rates have been historically, yeah, this is amazing. This is still a tremendous deal. So I, I think that's a good deal. What's always strange in terms of the way I think about mortgages, if I'm doing a 5-1 ARM, now what is an ARM product? It's an adjustable rate mortgage. So you have a fixed rate for a certain number of years, and then it goes into an adjustable rate. Now, the adjustable rates have been mightily low. Uh, for quite some time. We haven't seen adjustable rates adjust the way they did in 08, 09 after the Great Recession. And so uh, they pretty they follow very closely what the 30 years um, uh, fixed rate loan through Fannie and Freddie is. But if you are looking at that particular 5-1 rate now, it's at 3.68. Well, heck, 
The 15 is at 3.40. I mean, if you're wanting security in your long-term view of what you're going to pay, the 15-year looks great. Obviously, the 30-year at 4.09, that's still pretty good. And I think if you shop, you could probably find, you know, again, this is all if you've got a paper credit. What's a paper credit? 720 above. Uh, if you've got reserves, if you want to purchase, probably uh, 10 to 15% down would do it. And obviously the ability to repay, that's still the number one criteria out there in the mortgage market. Now, there are a number of other programs we're going to talk to, or have talked today to uh, several people in the mortgage lending in industry about different types of products out there to help different types of borrower. Not everybody wants to have their um, taxes or all of their financial information out there in the uh, mortgage mortgage market so they go to a non-qm product or they go to an all-cash product they there as i said there's a number of different things that you can do in order to get a mortgage uh but these rates and these arguments that we talk about what is the best rate what is the best program for me are really based on you being a paper pretty much w-2 guy or gal and uh somebody who has a tremendous ability to repay the loan and all these things are very true. Uh, okay, let's get into a little bit of a news to use section. I, I, I'm shying away from talking about uh, what's going on in Europe. And the reason I do that is because everybody is well aware of what's going on, probably watches it on a nightly basis. Uh, and it's, quite frankly, it's depressing. So I'm going to get into something that uh, maybe, maybe could help somebody who's thinking about buying and needs the distraction of uh, a show like this to be able to you know, get through the day. So uh, uh, the jobs report, uh, as we talked about earlier, 678,000 new jobs added in February. Um, 6,000 homes have sold for more than $100,000 above asking. You think about this nationally. $100,000 more than the asking price. So you got a home and you're in, you know, anywhere USA and you put it on the market for, let's say, a couple hundred thousand and Lo and behold, now you sold it for 300000 Well, that's happened 6,000 times. That's just an unheard of number. That's the demand that there is on housing out there. Now, we've seen some increase in housing availability, but it, we're still down, you know, 30 40% from even a year ago. So what comes online, and, and I read a report on permitting and what's going on in most of the U.S., permitting is really down too. I, I think a lot of the builders, and this has happened since 08, um, they're gun shy and they want to pre-sell and they want to make sure that when they buy dirt that they got people projected to buy those homes at a certain price, especially though they, oh, we talked a little commodities, right? Lumber. Let's just talk some other types of uh, costs that go into building. Lumber is about twelve. What is it? Twelve hundred dollars per one thousand square feet of board. That's what it is. Okay, it's not its all-time high, but it's certainly pretty high. Uh, that's just one of the commodities: cement, nails, uh, roofing, windows. You name anything that takes any kind of a uh, uh, commodity out there. Uh, Anybody watching the wheat prices, anybody watching, you know, copper and zinc and any palladium, I, I watch gold be, begin to climb again. Anytime there's a war, gold always goes up. But all of these commodities are costing builders more money. So therefore, the permitting goes down and therefore the choice or the ability for you to go out and get a new home uh, also goes down. Costs go up and the uh, supply goes down. It's just unfortunate thing of the way we are in this particular mar market. Okay, where are we in this one? Okay, we talked a little bit about, a couple of months ago, about the love letter up in Oregon. Um, 
The love letter is when your realtor writes a nice letter about you and your family and why you deserve this house. And it's usually flowery and very glowingly um, appreciative of how the particular seller took care of their house. Well, Oregon passed a law that banned that. They said it was discriminatory and it left open to too many um, violations of uh, uh, fair housing laws. Well, a judge in Oregon actually overturned the law, said, hey, that's BS. Freedom of speech is freedom of speech. You cannot impinge freedom of speech even if it you know, uh, is to the detriment of a buyer or a seller. So the love letter is now back in play. I always like the love letter because I think I can write well and I can certainly represent my client the best. If you're out there and you're looking for a house, love letters are back in. Hey, listen, great to have you all have listened to the show. I'm Jeff Barton, your voice in the mortgage industry, and we'll see you next time. You're listening to The Mortgage Voice with Jeff Barton. For more on today's topic, visit www.malibufunding.net.